the Serpent Temple podcast. We are here with me, Floyd, and Nathaniel from Damim. Hello. Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners, viewers. You already did that, didn't you? As in, like, what you do. No. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Shem. <laughs> what a great producer. So, I, uh, my name is Nathaniel. I play uh, guitar and I um, suppose sing is a bit of a misnomer, or at least some, most of the time. Uh, I, I, I do vocals in Damim, and I'm very happy to be here. I'm glad you're happy to be here. We're also happy to be here. No, 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 thank you very much for coming in, despite all the trials and tribulations of today. <laughs> Not Neil Carnival, train strikes and all that. Knife crime uh, people. <laughs> so, <laughs> before we start, I'm oh. going to present you with the latest presentations. couple of issues. Oh, so oh wow! Yes. Oh my god, I've actually been really looking forward to issue two. We've already bought the first one. Yeah. But uh, do you have the special guest cover oh, first Oh, I didn't know there's different covers. Look oh, at these, they're gorgeous. Oh, there we go. Oh, we have to put like that. That's cool. This is so cool. I loved the first issue. I really, we were going to talk about this anyway. I really loved how you included a lot of like people that you would recognize from the metal scene. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, it's an opportunity to do that sort of thing. So um, our vision or our, our, our take on it was why why would you miss out on that and and it's i suppose the same thing with just using that as a creative medium rather than it being uh, um a side activity or a, a kind of a side hustle for the band which i suppose it is in some ways it's quite viable in ways that music maybe isn't these days but um Rather than it being something on the side, it's, we, we really treat it as a thing in itself. And uh, yeah, it's also, surprisingly, or maybe not, very much like being in a band. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have the creative tension, the disagreements, the existential, you know, <laughs> doubts, the soul searching, and the, the sort of the triumphant thing at the end where you actually have something tangible. So... Uh, and and I do think that we've taken things to a, another level of proficiency and storytelling and the richness of the graphics. It, literally every single aspect that we could have enhanced has been taken to another level with this. I, and I realise I'm heavily biased, but <laughs> it's. Um, I would encourage you to make your own minds up. And both both of these actually have guest covers by. Uh, this is. Uh, Ian Richardson, who did a guest cover for the first issue, um, who's a Judge Dredd and 2000 AD artist. Whoa! And that's done by Kev Crossley, who is a also Judge Dredd uh, cover artist, and he, he cool. does other things. So, and on the cover, also there's there's a fair amount of stuff that um, that that's taken from our actual lives that makes it into the. Um, the, the comics. So, for example, this is the main antagonist of issue two. Uh, she's called the Grave Dancer, and she's based on uh, Flo's wife. Oh, no Zoe! Way! No, no way! So, um, so yes, the, the, I mean, it's it's she's become her own character. It's, it's a little bit more removed, but there, there are a few details like she's trying to lip read what we're saying from across the bar in one of the pages and actually in and I didn't not know this when writing this she does actually she is able to lip read mm. um, 
had I don't know if she signs as well, but um, or, or here for example, where um, we we need to knock out Faust to take him on the tube because he's <laughs> too claustrophobic. <laughs> And, That's and relatable. Lit, he does not take the tube in real life because he is too close. I love so there's, there's all sorts of little a- actual details from what you know how we manifest as people that are incorporated into this uh, these these comics. I love how you've got the world's end in there. Stuff that anyone who basically is local to London will recognise instantly. But also, if you're not, that's really cool to get that insight. I love uh, the colour palette. It reminds me a bit of, uh, do you ever read Transmetropolitan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. Um, in, in terms of, uh, of the, the venues and, and, again, the details, uh, Alan, the artist, is really insistent on recreating things as accurately as possible, in, at least in some respects. Like the, uh, he took a bit of creative license when recreating the inside of the Black Heart, which looks like, more like the Forum. But, no, 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 that's, that's, that's the, um, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. It's, oh. But it's not the Black Heart. Okay, I wish it was. Um, but yes, here we are, through the interdimensional colon. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, dun, dun, dun. I love, this is very Red Dwarf, this bit here. It reminds me of um, you know the episode I mean where they like it cuts in half and like there's the mirror versions of Kachansky and the, um, is it the one where they 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 connect with the alternate reality? Yeah, or... yeah. Yes, I know the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is obviously better in quality and, and consistency and tone, oh, well, but well, I love well, that episode. Well, <laughs> careful there. No, no, it's not in Red Dwarf on the point. I mean, I do, I do like, I do like the fact that when when you watch certain episodes of Red Dwarf, I'm thinking one of the um, one of the emo hawk ones, yeah. and they're going through the tunnels, and the camera has a sort of high angles. You can see the lights at the top of the studio, <laughs> and some of the, the the scaffolding. So I, that's that's one of the reasons to, to make one of the things that makes Red Dwarf even better, in my opinion. Funny enough, I think Red Dwarf was my first exposure to Carcass as well. Before oh, I knew they were about the Om song, um, the uh, Smegheads. Smegheads, yeah. yeah. Smeg in the heads. Smeg in the heads. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, well, shall we do a side card reading? You up I mean, for it? I'm not really a, a tarot card kind of guy. It's not tarot, so don't okay. worry about it. It's it's not uh, woo-woo, there's no spirits involved. It's literally all based on the Jungian archetypes, so it's actually a psychotherapeutic approach. Okay. Um, and there is a book with, like, descriptions of what the archetypes mean. So Sorry. basically, uh, Jung's patients would always come with it, to him with, like, the same symbols and archetypes within their dreams, even if they had no knowledge of like mythology so or things like that. So it's a sort of uh, Rorschach similar cards. Yeah, basically it's more about like self-exploration as opposed to being like you will meet a tall, dark, mm. handsome stranger and give all of your money to him. He's going to ask you to donate to Life Crime. <laughs> he, was, he was not, they were not tall. They were not tall. It was so, literally like, he texted me, so basically like to come in, he went to get painkillers and he he like sent me a text to be like, I need to come through the door. He wasn't even by the door. And by the time I'd come downstairs, which was less than a minute, he was giving money to these people who were harassing him. I respect that, man. They must have been so good. Well, uh, you have to respect the hustle. Uh, yeah, the hustle was respected today. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I need to uh, learn from those guys how to close the sale. But yeah, let's do, let's do a little mini one if you're up for it. You should Go get on. them to sew the comic. Honestly, they'd be good. Make a kid. There needs to be something in it for them as well. So, 
need to figure out some sort of incentive structure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of incentive. Um, so we'll do. We'll start with five cards, or maybe three. We'll, we'll do past, present, future, and then goals and motivations. So is there plans to stock these anywhere, or...? Um, well, right now, the most, the sort of, um, what we do is attend a number of Comic-Con-style events. Yeah. And um, what's great about those is that you have thousands of people who actually want to discover new things. And so you, you have the opportunity to sell to them and to you know talk talk to them as as uh, appreciators of the uh, the the enthusiastic creator or the the creations at least and what's good about those is it's it's a lot more transactional than maybe live events as a band so you know once you're in there because you have to find your way into the uh, network you book a table you you know, stock the table, you attend it, you sell it, it pays for itself, and you repeat. And I suppose the other thing uh, is we will sell it, on, we do sell it online, and we will sell it at shows. And at shows, we tend to be the only band that has that sort of um, item, for lack of a better way of putting it. And yeah, so people tend to take quite well to that at shows as well yeah. especially because the the quality is again I'm very biased but it's I like to think it's self-evident that it's a real quality product with you know well-crafted story graphics you know printed on nice paper this the, the other thing in, in the US the uh, during San Diego is it very interesting to see the other comic creators and um, some of them had quite good prints. But others, are the, are the, the 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 standard U.S. comic paper quality is just disconcertingly flimsy. And really, it's this sort of floppy thing that's a fraction of the size of our, you know, respectably European A4 size prints. Myself. Yeah, exactly. So, and this is not. I like to think that this is a bit more of an event when you when you open it up and. The, 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 the vibrant colours just assault your senses. The colours are gorgeous. So. And the paper is, is so thick, I thought I was turning two pages. Right. So it's, it is really high quality stuff. It's good. No, that's just really well laid, laid out. It kind of reminds me of the sort of comics you'd see. Uh, do you remember Orbital Comics used to be around yeah, the corner? Yeah, I miss that. The great place. little independent comic book. I've never been a big comic guy myself, mm -hmm. but. Um, I used to get heavy metal there. Collect the Sonic the Hedgehog comics. Oh, that's, that's so cute. <laughs> Oh, I'd always go in there for heavy metal because it was the only place that would get new issues. Yeah. The comic heavy metal. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you mentioned Judge Dredd, just a quick aside. Uh, my dad went to school with um, Alan Grant. Hmm. No way. I think one of, one of the Judge Dredd offers, yeah. That's cool. Very nice. I don't know if he's still alive or not. But... Speaking of school, shall That's... we start with the past? You want, you want, I wouldn't usually do past, present, future. Fine. Motivation would usually be at the bottom. And then we'd have you your... said motivation, and then you put it to the top. <laughs> no, that's the bottom for the camera. Oh, okay. that's all, that's why this right. is past, present, future, yeah. motivation, goals. Right. Yeah. Past. Ooh. The body. 
Okay. Interesting band. Yeah. <laughs> are, you can never keep up with their releases. Every time I look at Encyclopedia Metallum, they've got another five albums. I'll read you the card. A body stripped of the outer layer, showing the muscles and veins on a squared background of enlarged veins, all in shades of red and blue. This card initially stands for our physical makeup, indicating health and bodily well-being or lack of it. It also implies rhythms of our body which govern our health and happiness together with the meridians. Right. Well, you're a singer, so your body's very important because it's essentially your instrument. To some degree, yes. I mean, in, in some sense, you know, the body is your, your instrument to uh, manifest into the world and the, your, your instrument in terms of what the art of living is and how, how you um, project it. So I, I guess I'm vaguely agreeing with you beyond the scope of what you presented. <laughs> <laughs> the art of living, that's a really interesting way of describing it. That's a very philosophical approach to living. I mean, I think everyone's an artist, just not everyone's a good artist. Oh, I like that. That's interesting. Maybe some people aren't even aware that they're artists. I, I would agree. I've, I actually, a good friend of mine is, he's, he's very binary in his thinking. Um, and we had a disagreement about whether food was art or not. Oh, food is art. Exactly. Food is definitely right. art. You can elicit yes. such the strongest emotions of all the arts with food. Food can make you cry. It can yeah. make you weep with happiness. I'll tell you what, the cheeseburgers of Bloodstock make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that contribution. <laughs> I, I wasn't the, graced with that experience. <laughs> so. I've been told that you're quite the chef as well. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like to... Um, yeah, I, I love to cook. I love... Uh, it's it's another way of of creating things that items experiences that uh, that can you know firstly it's a connection with yourself but it's also a connection with other people and I've I'm always extremely grateful for you know having the wherewithal to actually create the food that I'm able to create and and you especially if you're not feeling particularly well for whatever reason you you know you've had a bad day or something and you make yourself some amazing food and you're like actually I can I can still do this and and it because of what it is it makes you feel better as well so it's it's an extremely important skill I I don't understand why people who don't appreciate how important it is but anyway I expect that, uh, so as, as I was saying, I tend to come up with my own variants on existing recipes, etc. And it, it's, it's not, a, it's not a contrived process. I mean, I suppose, how would it be? But, um, I, you know, you just try things out. And it's, it's a lot like music. You trust your taste in the most literal sense here. Um, and you rely on your ability to make good judgment and you trust the process and you end up with things like a lasagna that's made with um, aubergines instead of uh, oh. meat or um, not that I'm vegetarian but uh, or um, like my own sort of take on a Spanish omelette or whatever I, I 
when it, when, if you're going to put me on the spot without preparation, I'm not going to be able to think of about most of the That's things. That's okay. But, uh, yeah. So um, where did you get the interest in food from? Is that something you inherited or being is it... Being hungry. Being hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the original source. And, need, <laughs> and needing to cook. Uh, essentially, that's, that's the main one, really. And... I, I lived in a flat where, you know, I, I would already cook, but I had, it was a flat share and the, the other flatmates would cook and there were, you know, there was a Mexican guy and a Basque Spanish guy and, and then there was an Italian guy and, oh. you, you know, the, you sort of pick up different tricks and techniques and develop, again, develop your own variant on the, the, the kind of the quote unquote original. So, and then of course there's, recipe books and on you know the infinite online uh, library so combine all of that and you you have i suppose my cobbled together version of whatever it is that i'm making at the time and also also necessity i mean if you think about cooking as well it's heavily i mean it's it's basically a kind of chemistry guided by taste and preference for texture so for example to make a sauce there's a few basic ways of making it and it's it's almost always a form of emulsion right and essentially what's an emulsion it's you know different immiscible liquids or substances that are brought together by some emulsifying agent so you can have a salad dressing where you know you have oil and some sort of sour base so that can either be and you'll take the original recipe and you'll sort out the ingredients depending on what you have or same thing with you know the the, the kind of the french sauce type where you'll start with a base and then you'll add, add egg which you incompletely cooked cook as you add fat and that thickens the mixture by the partial cooking of the egg proteins and that sort of thing and and once you bear these things in mind you can swap things around Again, depending on what you have or your preference. So, for example, in a salad dressing, you might use toasted sesame oil instead of, you know, olive oil or whatever, for example. So, yes. That's fascinating. I, I don't think I've ever... Whenever I've made sauce, I've been very lazy. I just sort of add it and then build it up in the actual main thing as opposed to make it separately. I'm very... But I am trying to get more into the that side of things. I tried to make cacio e pepe last week, and that was... I'm not aware of it. Oh, it's just some Italian. It's cacio like the most pepe. basic ass Italian pasta you can make, yeah. but it was okay. It was curry's nice. been good recently. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, curry's all right. Cook, cook curry. I cook an okay curry. Should we move on to the present? Okay. The wheel. Interesting. So 26 is... Looking like a little torture style. <laughs> the body and the wheel. Let me read this. So, a water wheel turns in the stream, driving the unseen mill above it, with a strong brick wall shown whilst golden fish swim among the reeds. This card represents the principle of things endlessly changing yet forever staying the same. It stands for constancy and persistence. I'm fairly persistent. <laughs> I think if you know anything about the, the, the musical project that I'm involved in, uh, you'll know that it's, it's it, it requires quite a bit of persistence to still be doing this, either persistence or foolishness, whichever you uh, way you choose to see it. But uh, but yeah, so 
I mean, all, all, all of these so far can are kind of universally applicable. You can kind of shape the conceptual wrapping around pretty much any other paradigm that you bring forth into the conversation. Absolutely. So I suppose that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> you described the podcast. <laughs> It's so meta. We actually did come full circle. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's the wheel. <laughs> what was the kind of nexus for the name change initially? Was it just um, let's see. There were two two dimensions to that. One of them was the fact that it was an essentially a new lineup, a new, kind of new vibe. Although <clears throat> I'm, you know, the the difference engine. I I absolutely, in particular, I stand by, and I do think it's. It's a, it's a record that that doesn't sound. It's not the sound of two thousand seven. No, right. Can it's, I just say I love that record so much. I it's I'm so I'm good. a big fan. I love it. It's wicked. <laughs> I still headbang like a motherfucker when Mirror Ridge Ritual comes on. It's so, so good. Well, so so you know I I um we came up with that and then this there was a sort of. Uh, a period which was difficult with lineups and then uh, I met Flo and then you know we built we, we kind of built the next album as as we went along and we completed the lineup and it was such a different lineup that it was almost a new manifestation of the project and we we didn't want to start from completely from scratch and it felt like it felt right to give it a new identity but then the other aspect of that is the fact that any combination of three alphanumeric characters, right, any is going to, is is just a bad, terrible idea if you're going to name something unless you have, you know, really big bucks behind yeah. you that can absolutely establish that as a brand new identity. And as it happened, um, it's a fairly widely used word, and <laughs> there were about. Uh, in metal alone, there were at least six bands that really? had that no name. Way. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look up metal archives. You'll see there's, there's like, I, I can't remember the details, but it's something along the lines of a Brazilian melodic death metal band, uh, an Ecuadorian Christian death metal band. You know, it, it, it's just it, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. And also, it's just not Google friendly. Right. So, so, so it was, it was, it was time to move on. And it kind of kept the identity of the previous, um, previous brand, I suppose. Uh, the logos, same typography, that sort of stuff. And it's the same first three letters. So, so that's, that's, uh, yeah, the wheel. The wheel. Staying the same. The future. Union. It's pretty on brand. Pretty much what you described. But let's read it anyway. So, a cup stands at the confluence of two streams. This cup stands for a coming together, a wedding or an alliance. The cup is a symbol of celebration and relationships. It's a strong card for a promise of joy and the prospects of a great river deriving from the union. It can also stand for the merging of two up to now separate parts of the personality. I mean... Um... If you're going to expect me to come up with a kind of on the... There's no expectations, the don't worry. 
I could just say yes. Yeah. And we could move on. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to. I mean, the union, it's, it's very easy to relate that just to the dynamics of being in a band. Like it does, it is a very complex and, and very intense relationship that you have to maintain right. um, for a long period of time. And, you know, with the body and the wheel, all those things go under a lot of, you're under a lot of pressure a lot of the time in a lot of very unusual situations. Mm. That are you repeat on a regular basis throughout the year <laughs> for your album cycles and things like that. Um, and I, I, you have played some really great shows recently as well. So this is true. Um, I don't think we've played any terrible shows either, which is nice. Good. Um, or at least not recently. Uh, and we are in the process of recording another album. Um, you know, even though we don't proclaim it uh, loudly. Um, you know, and say things like, yeah, we're really happy with the way it sounds. If you weren't happy with, to, to bands that say that, if you weren't happy with the way it sounded, why would you be recording it in the first place? Right. Putting that out is like saying, we love the smell of our own farts. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, some people do. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but yes, anyway, um, we're, we're, this, this touches on another thing, which is, If you make music and you're not not only a fan but one of your music's biggest fans if if that's if that music that you're making is not some of your favorite music, you are wasting your time yeah. stop it yeah. or stop it or get stop better it. at it or yes. get better at it and trust your taste when you when it tells you well this bit isn't that good and it needs to be improved right yeah. so anyway uh but but we We're very happy that with the way it sounds, um, and we, yeah, it, it's it's coming along quite nicely, and you know we have uh, again secured the services of a, a certain um, mixing engineer, so we're it's going to sound at least you know we know that it's going to be in good hands in those terms, um, and things are moving forward quite a pace, so so that's good. We have a few shows also coming up so i suppose that's a tangential touching on the vague you know sort of square peg through a round hole the archetypal uh, vagueness yeah, of the card that's, that's the one. yeah <laughs> one thing i want to ask you quickly was i Go read on. the uh, transcendent obscurity interview you did and you cited I think it was a while back yeah, as well, I mean, 2015. You cited Burnt by the Sun as an influence. Oh, no Because say that's a band that doesn't get nowhere near as much love. Absolutely. De um, is it Dave Witt, the drummer? Dave Witt, the drummer, yeah. Absolute legend, legend yeah. yeah. And I think when I was working at Terrorizer, when he was between bands, um, I think we had an email exchange, and he, you know, he just seemed like a really... The, 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 like the guy you'd you'd want him to be like someone who's just really into what he's doing and uh and yeah i i think it's probably some of his best work is with that band yeah because i think when i found out he was municipal waste drummer i was like that's like acdc hiring neil pitt yeah. as a drummer it's like <laughs> like because this man's so good at the drums good. yeah human remains yeah no yeah I just wanted to just quickly mention because I was just like just not a band that's ever in much discussions and it's, it's possibly one of the only bands that would be described as some sort of metalcore that I would actually l have an inclination 
Liverpool. Yeah. It was like metal on the purest sense, right? It was like metal yes. and hardcore as opposed to just like, you know, the, the chorus verse. It's mostly, I think, the, the the kind of the jaggedness of of the beaten pathness of the, the riffage and that style of vocals with no reverb, you know, it's, it's not about atmosphere, it's about like, roll, roll, yeah. Roll. Yeah, I think Mike is absolutely just a beast, isn't he, just now? <laughs> um, but, but the end result is, is really good and really compelling and actually surprisingly atmospheric for a band that could be described as a genre with the word core in it. No. <laughs> Do you want to move on to the next sure. card? Which one is it? Let's okay. go to this one, your motivating oh. force. The Fool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a tough one. Though. It's fine. Everyone, every single person, no matter how much we shuffle this deck, always oh, gets The Fool. Yeah, I was just thinking it always comes up, right? Yeah, every single time. It's so, honestly, it's a little bit spooky, if you believe, but we don't. Um, an aged, wait, no, that's the sage. <laughs> I read the wrong one. The Fool or the Liar? We don't get the Liar as much. The Liar is the same as The Fool, I think, though. In the tarot, it's the same. It? Yeah, it's the same symbol. So piping merrily along. Oh no, wait, the liar is in this. I'm wrong. Anyway, piping merrily along the cliff top, away from his house, perched perilously on the edge, the fool dances along, skipping over the roots of the tree. This character can stand for folly and stupidity of the sorts that brings so many ventures to ruin in oneself and in other people. It can also symbolize the holy fool, the person who can tell us truths of a sort which a wise man cannot. There can also be the sense of someone playing their own tune through life. Well, when I when I see something like this, I think of the the jester rather than the the, the foolish the person. idiot, yeah, yeah, uh, the village idiot, the, the cretin. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so that my my first thought was the the, the jester, which because of the the position, the they humorous. Have. Um, way that they, uh, or, or the, the kind of the playful manner in which they deliver what they do, they can incorporate certain uh, subjacent truths. I'm not sure if that's a word, but uh, but like under underlying truths which are not are either not immediately apparent or a sort of um, emperor's new clothes kind of scenario where like the court jester. yes exactly so um yeah that's that's the way that i think about it yeah. and in a way i think all art is all good art yeah. good artists bad artists um in a way all art is that has 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 a, a a some of that in it in terms of delivering things that you know, aren't necessarily apparent. But at the same time, I think it's arrogant to, you know, going into the process of making the art to, to think that, yes, it's going to have this worthwhile, you know, paradigm-shifting thing that's going to change social attitudes. Like, you have no idea what effect your art is or isn't going to have. So just, you know, it's a kind of extension of yourself into the world. Just do it, trust the process and let it happen. And sometimes you have certain truths that, that come out. Like um, the lyrics, for example, our, our lyrics. Um, I don't think there's anybody who's written any other than myself. But um, I tend to find that 
be, because of the way that I the, the process I I don't necessarily always completely understand all of the kind of implications and meanderings but I will tend to understand them after the fact after the kind of the catharsis of putting it out there mm-hmm. and I'll look back and I'll go oh that's what it was about oh well that was quite prescient I you know without again heavily biased but um but yes so that's that's a almost a a way that your subconscious is allowed to be the fool through your art i suppose uh so that's how we're going to wrap that particular conceptual <laughs> thing around a little bow on yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah i think that's really interesting because um the, you know, the fools playing their own tune through life and you as a musician, obviously, to do what you do, to get up and be like, I'm going to do a band, it's going to be about this, this is the truth I'm going to convey. You've decided to do that. Most people wouldn't do that. So you are playing your own tune through life and there is inherent risk. Your house is literally perched on the edge of a cliff top when you're making financial investments, let's say, into going and playing shows in different countries and releasing albums and but that is that is um doing comic-con in the u.s yeah doing, yeah, doing a comic in the u.s but it's worth it it doesn't really matter and i think society treats the way society views artists is as foolish however we do have a sense of power over the fact that people will still listen and hang on to every word if they like your music true i mean this you don't go well especially i suppose I wouldn't have gone into because it wasn't it's it's difficult to imagine how if if you weren't there how um our style of quote unquote extreme music was just not something that was widespread it we just it was just bizarre to have people shouting on records right and I wouldn't have gone into that if I was choosing a genre to 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 be quote unquote popular or to please people, right? It's always been about well, this connects with me. I want to put out something that also connects with other people. And <clears throat> when you do get people coming up to you to say your music, you know, helped me through this extremely difficult period of my life and oh you know you, i really like the lyrics on this because this 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 and i can relate to that that's that's the sort of connection that makes it really worthwhile okay um so i yeah i don't know exactly where i was going with that but uh, uh but yeah let's move on there is no destination the stranger wow. which one is this We'll find out. No, which... Oh, this is... So that was your motivating force. So mm-hmm. what gets you up in the morning? And this is the your goal. So what makes yeah, you... I'm a fool to get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the stranger is waiting for you. <laughs> stranger danger. Okay. Stranger in the knife crime, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the shadow, making an entrance in a doorway, stands a character whose sex is ambivalent. The stranger perhaps symbolises that part of our nature that we've shut out, that is now entering in a surprising way. It is the equivalent to the anima or animus, the excluded part of our psyche that is the opposite sex to our own. It can also stand for any person we have underrated or neglected, who could prove themselves a force in our lives. Represented here is also the caution and apprehension that we feel towards new people in our lives initially. No, the stranger is uh, is the person that you're going to be in 
the future clearly that's interesting because uh you don't you don't know what experiences you're you you know you're what what is a a, a kind of living being if if not a, a ever shifting form you know it's it's the form that's more important than the the kind of the atom that constitutes it etc you know this is a fairly well-treaded path conceptually so i'm not going to pretend that i've invented it or anything like that but <clears throat> you know if the what, what's the i can't remember the the quote exactly but the the past is a different or is another country they do things differently there which is an opening line <laughs> from so in 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 reverse like the future is is another country they will be doing things differently there and it's populated by all these strange people including the first future version of yourself so yeah i'd, I'd say i'd say that i i wouldn't say that there, there there will still be a connection there will still be a whole number of things in common but uh but yeah that's that's what i saw when i saw that that's very interesting because a lot of people will take that card much more literally Okay. And they'll talk, for example, about people at shows that talk to them, or, or perhaps like their relationship with femininity, like their or, or masculinity, depending on who they are, or non-binary stuff. But it's interesting that you took that to be, to be the future, to be, the the idea that we are. There's also like the more Eastern ideas of like they're they're not being really an identity, a fixed identity that we're constantly new and different and you only really think of yourself when you think of yourself in that moment and then at all other times you're not really anything I think that's parallel to what I was for sure across. yeah it's fascinating yeah, yeah. No, I got nothing <laughs> you got nothing <laughs> no, 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 you got nothing pretty well put but I am interested it does talk about what we're shutting out so do you think perhaps there is a part of what you do in the music that you can express what oh. you normally I mean that's oh yeah yeah definitely yeah um, and the, an, another thing is I don't like to explain my lyrics because the, there is no better way to put the concepts that are being put across than the specific arrangement of words that um, that expresses that yes so um, in the sa in the same way as you know you might have certain number of things that are layered and then cut up and then by rearranging the words or the segments of sentences in a certain way you bring out something else something new that wouldn't be expressed otherwise I'm at least talking about my good lyrics there are some less, <laughs> less good lyrics as well but uh, but when when it's when it's on um, there there's a kind of real poetic magic to, to lyrics that work which brings me to a completely different um, um, topic which is I really cannot stand lyric videos okay even <laughs> even if you're working with <laughs> even if you're working with excellent lyrics if you have them one word at a time appearing on a screen it's they the would sound. Thing. It's so cringe. I hate it. Awful. It reminds me of those Absolutely Disney cannot. music videos with the little, the little like ears that would go hop over onto each other. Yes, yes, it's exactly like that. Yeah, it's like you can't read. Let's help. Yeah, you're fucking stupid. I was, I was thinking more karaoke, but, but yeah, I've seen some passable lyric videos, and in in an era where. Every, everyone is searching for 
desperately for content, content, <laughs> right? Then just ha being able to videoify something that you could present it on a certain visual platform, I see the appeal. But and and that tells you that you're listening to something with lyrics when you have it on silent. I get it. It's still dreadful. I still don't want to do it. Um, you know. So anyway. I'm now imagining a dying god coming into human flesh, and it's got like Tom, <laughs> Tom Maria like this, and it's just got the lyrics coming into human flesh. <laughs> I think that would that would be quite a a non elevation of that incredible piece of art. That's like the new Spinal Tap, isn't it? It's like Tom Jewari, it's at the record label, and they're like, Tom, you've got to do it. He's like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me do this. Oh, there's a there's an infant annihilator one that's just absolutely brutal. It's just the just the worst video ever. Well, there's there's the quality of music videos itself, which is different. But I'd rather watch a terrible music video than a lyric video than the best music lyric yeah. video. Personally, yeah. I feel patronised by by them in the worst way. Well, I would say I arguably, um... I feel I feel let down. Sorry, I feel let down by. By, by our, our cousins in the genre who put this out. You know what I mean? It's, 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 this is why people think that of us. <laughs> yeah. This is why people think we're idiots. It is because of them. It, it, yeah, it does get my goat. Anyway. It's funny because I would say, like, obviously, complete different genre, but like when Freak on the Leash came out by Corn, yeah. yeah. that got a lot of people into Corn, I think, based on how kind of innovative that music video was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, imagine if that had, like, that the weird the sound the he made. Yeah, the one with the bullet, yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing video. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're a teenager and you saw that, oh, you'd yeah. be like... <laughs> no, I, I understand, but the, um, the, the... Especially the appeal and the, the gateway band, but Corn are like... And, and <clears throat> Corn especially, because there are a lot of... I'd say new metal adjacent bands or bands that happen to be making music around that time that got lumped into new metal that weren't actually had nothing to do with new metal, such as Deftones. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But corn is like eating McDonald's, right? <laughs> you know, you feel like you're eating something, it tastes good, it's got a catchy chorus, but at the end of it, you know you've harmed yourself. <laughs> That's an incredible description. And and it's I I I, I think the the damage to aesthetic yes. quality that has been done by new metal is incalculable. Amen. That 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 time around the late nineties, early two thousands, where new metal was the only kind of heavy music that was being pushed by yeah. the the big media. The you know that that was the alternative to the four to the floor, like four bar loop shit house that was and and the garage and all that stuff, or, or there was Jamiroquai as well. But like that was the only like alternative thing that you could that people would go into, and it was it was a nadir for music and for <laughs> art in general. It was just and the way that people are trying to bring it back is as contrived as the video moves on a corn video yeah. you know it's ju it's just it's not natural it's not good <laughs> i've been so excited 
And people, people are going to start playing fucking System of a Down again. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the, 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 the lighthouse of a genre which I think should be called silly metal. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I love System of no. Down is like the one new metal band no, that I love. <laughs> the stupid little singing. Yes. Yes. Oh come That's on! You do that every single day, twenty-four. Not a record. You would. You would. No. That's very. That is an interesting point, though, because like the way it's come back and had its like revival, it would lead you to think that it was always so revered and loved. Yeah. Like, it's just remember, the midlife crises of our generation. Yeah. Like you That's wouldn't dare say you liked new metal band back it's in the days. <laughs> I but. think we're all trying to return to the comforts of our teenage years. That's why Pokemon is like so big still. And... But. <laughs> I'm saying, well, it's a shame because you had all those, yeah, that classic era in the beginning of the nineties. You had your Suffocation and your Gore Guts oh. and all those albums coming out, and they're just oh. immediately followed by new metal. God, so, oh, God. I wouldn't say up. it was immediately followed. There was a, there was Faith No More, and there was Roots. Ah, yeah, yeah. Right. But those two combined turned into this. It's like it's like when you combine I don't know chocolate and vinegar or something. You know, it's like Australian chocolate. I would say American. American. It's the same deal. It's yeah. got the same thing yes, in vomit, vomit in it. The, yeah, the chemical to keep the milk. Yeah. Um, so it's two separate ingredients. Well, I mean, roots was controversial anyway but faith no more is stands on its own especially you know uh, in my opinion king for a day exceptional album but those vocals i think um mike Patton took responsibility for his part in the creation of new metal and you know i, I respect him for owning up and and uh and yeah taking responsibility and apologizing but, um <laughs> But the damage is done. You know? <laughs> the platonic realm has been harmed. Yeah. 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 And, and well, hopefully, well, I mean, then again, can it get much worse at somewhere like Download, right? Where you've, you've, you know, you've got the legacy acts and then you've got things like Wargasm UK. <laughs> I mean, what's that about? That. Come on, guys. Like, ah. It's the, he's the guy in that band is the son, son of, of Sex Pistols, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to mention it because maybe there is some part of some organic growth somewhere that okay. led to them. But, uh, but yeah, I'd, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. We actually, um, when they played at Bloodstock a few years ago, we told somebody we were camping with that they were actually like a black and death metal band. <laughs> Like a like a behemoth name of sort of deal, and yeah. they went there, and their face as they were watching it was just completely just a sight to behold. So so yes, the 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 lineups of Download have not moved me to feel that I was missing out uh, of yeah. as of recent years. You know, apart from the Legacy Act, which you you can't argue with. I mean, you probably can, but they probably would ignore you, and they're too loud anyway. Uh, but they're 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 always great live, and when I say always, I did see them with Blaze Bailey, so that's yeah, that's uh, dating things a bit. But it was it, they were ex exceptionally good then already, and um, yeah. So I'm trying to end on a positive note rather than just 
throw shade as they say. Oh, we love the shade. <laughs> we brought you here for the There's shade. There's so much shade. I know. It's <laughs> wonderful. Can I say one thing? On. You can You've said more than one thing. I've said a lot of things. I'm sorry for ruining it. Kind of your but... podcast, so. That's <laughs> the Shem Lucas show. I'm sorry. I'm such a big Nathaniel fan. Um, the, the, the Damim song, Descendant of Amalek. 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 Yeah. Nina was telling me about a bit about it. Mm -hmm. uh, about, like, kind of, like, what that is. Yes. Well, that's kind of related to being a fool or foolishness or so how, how, do you, how do you view it or am i misremembering i think you might be the, the the name came completely after the the lyrics so i think there's a lot of power in the naming of a of a song you know and you can actually bring like it's it's almost like the super lyric that can bring out a whole new meaning to everything mm. and actually with a lot of the songs, especially more recently, I, well, not all of them, but there's there's often at least three, two or three different perspectives, which are sometimes completely opposed. You can read the lyrics, yeah, you know, seeing them from that paradigm, it can be either an endorsement or a complete rejection of something or other, or it can be from one and. The, the the song title has the the power to to do that to impart that that the direction or the direct or the the direction or the multiple directions you know or it it's 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 a sort of springboard from where you ask quest you interrogate the meaning of the rest of the lyrics mm -hmm. right so um so the 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 song titles will almost always come afterwards and don't necessarily have anything to do with the content of the lyrics in themselves so uh so i guess um yeah i, I don't know if that yeah. comprehensively you didn't write it from the bottom up yes. to be about that yeah. yes exactly but you it's interesting that you did choose amalek and obviously you have the hebrew meaning behind the name as well yes so it's it's a sort of i guess um A kind of an embodiment of 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 the, the you know evil of the somebody who picks of a sort of bully shall we say yeah right and uh, somebody who picks on the weak and the the old etc but um, it's difficult to explain that without verging into going into the the, the kind of explaining the lyrics um, I'm trying to toe that line shall we say um we won't force you but yeah that, i think that's that's probably as, as far as i can go fair enough no i think Amal I, i've always found amalek an interesting figure but it's been many years since i thought about it let's say but yeah, it was like one of the og genociders i guess mm -hmm. real real bad guy fuck amalek so it was, <laughs> cool, it was cool to see him pop up in a in that context yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it's an, something that, again, not that many others have uh, have brought up, and um, actually, it reminds me of I think a post I saw recently, along the lines of, if your <coughs> if your lyrics don't talk about, you know, murder, violence, gnarly things. You're not playing death metal, you're playing life metal. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all we're allowed to write about now. And the, the thing is, the, the person who, who writes these things 
goes from the starting point that the people actually making the the art care about what genre they are. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's uh so, let's go home and write some life metal songs, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is pretty. List looking through the lyrics of um, a "Fine Game of, Game of Nil" after everything was compiled, I was quite surprised how how much of a downer they were. <laughs> right? it's, it, there's, there's some pretty dark stuff. There's stuff about, you know, bereavement. Uh, there's, like, d- definitely, you know, death, uh, totalitarianism, um, kind of th- some really pessimistic stuff, which is why it's important to have the... the, the Counterbalance? Yes, exactly. At least a, a kind of... I mean, it's, it's like food... You know, you, you, you can bring together these nice flavours, but if you don't have something to highlight them, you get something quite bland, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's the same sort of thing here. And actually the title, Fine Game of Nil, is an anagram for A Meaning of Life. Which oh, you... oh, So, so again, and, that you know, that can be something positive or it can be seen as, well, actually... Um, the meaning of life is, you know, nihilism, which that's not where I'm coming from, but you could interpret it that way. So, um, so yes, again, uh, was it a, um, a question wrapped in an enigma, in a mystery, or something? It's like a pastry of meaning. Yeah. That, that's one way of putting it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like all art, food is the most transient, I think, and that's why I appreciate it. Probably the most, because you do it every day. But I think some food also is not hot. Depends. Oh, yes. Well, the McDonald's of uh... Greg's pasty. <laughs> you know. Well, no, I I would I would say that um, McDonald's is art. Oh. In in the it's bad art. It's like mass produced art. Yes. Yeah. It's, and there's lots of this is mass produced art. This is mass produced art. I mean, this is not, less mass produced than this. Sure, I'm not I'm not comparing that to McDonald's. Okay? You can if you want to. I but, won't take it personally. Um. But like uh, a, a label on a on a this this design, the soup can, right? Yeah, yes, the soup can. That's that. It's I think it's that kind of thing. It's still somebody put thought into it, and it's about crafting an experience in a certain way. Mm. It so happens it's a terrible experience, <laughs> but there's there's something that's enjoyable about it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be as popular as it is. What do you think of um, Alain de Botton when he describes art as being advertising for the most important ideas in the world? That's hella pretentious. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, seriously. I love that. I love that. Um, in, in a way, that sort of thing robs it of its freedom to just be to just be and just be in something yeah, okay. right uh, th- sure there are some paradigm shifts and kind of that i think i think there's a there, there's a danger in some of the tendencies that are prevalent these days in terms of oh you can't express that or you can't do that or if a band has this in their lyrics then they must be that you know, if you look at some of our lyrics, there's some stuff which is, or at least if you 
peel away some of the layers and look at some of the stuff and think of it from a certain paradigm you could think a certain thing but it's you have to be free to explore the content concepts in order for the art to actually push the envelope to actually do something that potentially is worthwhile right and it's it has to be this kind of microcosm where you're unconscious and subconscious are free to just you know unleash these unspeakable things right it's it's a kind of it's not only a safety valve it it enables us to face these demons and whatnot and if you start to police the sorts of things that can be discussed in art then that's inherently deeply problematic and it, it curtails the the actual, you know, psychological usefulness of the art itself, I think. And that's kind of quite dangerous in a way in itself, even though the intent might be good, right? I, 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 this is something I'm quite adamant about. Through my own view on that, mm-hmm. I agree that the discussion should be unhindered. The discussion, but I do think that there are times where it ceases to be a discussion, and perhaps it's more an advertisement. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yes, but how do you draw the line? Exactly. How do you? But I think like it's an individual thing most of the time. There are some. There are some examples where it's it's very blatant, sure. But there's it's even then. Does that mean that that art cannot exist? You know, there, 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 there's some which are a little bit more subdued about the way that they you know, touch on <laughs> controversial. <laughs> I, I don't. Or like Druk? I don't know. No, no, I, I don't want to. I don't want to name and shame because okay. I can. Because I know some people who love the, the, this one band that I'm thinking of right now. Who the beginning of a B. And an M. <laughs> Show us on the doll. <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer it. But okay. it's, it's a huge band, massively influential. And I know some people who love okay, it. Okay, I know who you Who mean. would be massively upset if they realised, you know. How, but it's, 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 it doesn't take away from its importance and influence and how great the art is. Right. right. That's the, and and it's not it's not an advertisement either. I I would say it's it's it was. I guess it depends on the art because some of some within the genre adjacent, yeah, perhaps to yours is is famous for for lyrics that are literally saying bad things, saying some incite, things. inciting yeah. things. Let's say it, it, that that's what I mean by it. When I see it ceases what you mean. To be yeah. we're we, we, you know sort of going on the edge of uh, freedom of speech, but at the same time. Hmm. Because I guess it, it, who does it affect? Does it affect anyone? And at that point, does it does it need to be put? All right. Like what what do counter, you do with that? Uh, art? Let me counter to counter that. Like, at which point do you go? Well, actually, we you know we need to think about repressing X, Y, and Z. Like, when do you start to be? Um, Mary Whitehouse and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, typical. Yeah, it's it's right? a, it's there's you know? no simple. Solution, maybe that's not the best word to use. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, to that 
problem. Uh, <laughs> In a language they can understand. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think, um, no, I think this is a discussion that, that we do need to have with a lot of different people, because I am interested to, to understand what different people think about this, because it's an issue and I think it does affect people and, and there does seem to be an uptick in problems and incidents that are happening at live shows and events and just here, in general here's another community. One. Here's another one. Like when people go out and do bad things, is it because they've been playing video games where they do bad things? Is it because right. they've been watching films? It's a films? symptom, not the actual issue, yes. right? Yes, I think, I think the, the, the people themselves would have been predisposed anyway. They would still be doing that bad stuff. Probably, you know, maybe there's a there's something about it, but does that mean that that piece of art should be forbidden from existing? And if you open that door, mm-hmm. then you open the door for a whole number of other things. And you know, I I read an article recently, like censorship doesn't have to be violence supported or supported by violence and state endorsed, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's the thing that I think is is um, maybe being missed at the moment or I, yeah that it's it's an important factor shall we so say so perhaps the best thing is not to censor the art but to address it possibly or to uh, increase the awareness of what the art is doing mm. so that people realize how many calories are in the mcdonald's meal they're eating for example yes yeah. but the, the again the counter to that is <laughs> if we were to, or rather another view important point yeah. or important factor here is if you were to catalogue all of the kind of the bad things in the uh, in in art in in the sort of the the pantheon of art, then you'd be left with very few things, and you'd be almost taking away the foundation for a lot of art that came afterwards that wasn't inclined to bad things. I think that the bad thing awareness. Like in, in Awareness of, say, Salvador Dali being an absolute dickhead doesn't necessarily take away from his art being brilliant. Exactly. And I think that needs to be something that people can make the choice of deciding to enjoy something, knowing what's behind it, perhaps. But that also doesn't need to be as extreme as as you, for example, ripping open the meanings on your lyrics. And perhaps it's more just an awareness of, say, if you listen to, to a certain band, maybe, you know, knowing that the guy behind it is really into putting up really weird martial arts videos on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's another factor which is brought up quite often and which, um, you know, in the 90s, Cannibal Corpse were facing some, a backlash in Germany for their Mm -hmm. covers and lyrics and whatnot. And the point that they made was that filmmakers and actors aren't being judged by the actions of the people they're portraying because it's it's a part of that that representation that transformative experience that the art embodies Hmm. so why are musicians being held to the same sort of standards you know they're, they're obviously not encouraging people to murder each other for example i think that's just a lack of understanding there is that as well yeah but but yeah i I feel that that is a relevant part of the discussion. I do agree. I do think it's relevant. I think um, that there is, I think there's two sides. There's the side of like, well, if, you, if you're going to say satirize something, it needs to be obvious you're satirizing it. But I think within, no, it well, that's one side of the argument. The yeah, other side is, 
does it have to be obvious? Like, uh, I think with our kind of art that is often extreme art, there is lots of mystery and shrouding and meaning is never intentionally obvious because it's you, Close. the listener, you're, you're doing the work to get to, to that Corpse point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, you know, homoerotic and stuff. There's a lot of like, like, like repression <laughs> and sort of like religious obsession and things like that. You know, people clearly... Pretension. Lots of pretension. Reuse. Costumes. Hold sequences. <laughs> yeah, it's lots of videos. It's interesting. I, 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 don't, um, I don't think that things should be censored, but personally, I do think things should have disclaimers. That's. But I'm not saying that like you should pick up a record and it's got like a big exclamation mark. In, so like, you're a fa- you're a fan of the parent parental advisory. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't... Look, my just like the personality, my views constantly shift. And I think that's a healthy thing. I'm sure. constantly addressing and, and thinking. And this is why I enjoy discussing things like this. I think it's interesting to see but where But while we're are on at. the subject of incense... Yes. Um, I did catch... Uh, I caught Eagle recently. Oh, I really want oh, to see them they? live. They were fantastic. Absolutely phenomenal. Like, really brilliant projects assembled in a very uniquely French and flamboyant way. It's very which, French. You know, I I'm <clears throat> I caught Igor's early stuff when it was becoming a thing and I sure there was I think there were always some hit and miss aspect, but yeah. it was there was always a spark of brilliance and he's really turned that into a blazing inferno and it was absolutely fantastic the 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 singer she's magnificent mm. the instrumentalists are all fantastic the stage show was really well orchestrated and if you can catch them i would highly recommend them however the band that came beforehand i had never i did not Who have any pre- preconceptions i didn't know anything about them just i knew quite a few people liked them and um, I was introduced to them by the fact that they were burning some sort of frankincense. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it in the phone room? No. Was it Batushka? No, because no, no, they asked me for a lighter one show because none of them had a lighter, so I had nothing to light the incense. <laughs> and so, they, they, you know, I, I'm treated to this, I guess, the same sort of chord sequence and like kind of descending... <laughs> With alternating, actually, it was almost always the same kind of drum beat. And then they had the quiet bit where the singer never quite hit any of the notes. And and then it just carried on for about 45 minutes. I need to know who this is. I think I know. And I, I, sent, I sent this text to um, a, um, an editor, friend of mine, uh, who, who I've known for a long time. I uh, was like, what is this hipster bullshit? <laughs> And he's like, how dare you? Right? And I was, I felt insulted by the experience oh. because he was so bloody pretentious. The oh, man was yeah. Amenra. Oh! They were oh. absolutely oh. horrendous. I was not expecting that. No. Oh, that's I just incredible. Did not, did not enjoy that experience at all. Uh, and. And a, f- a friend of mine who actually used to play bass for us, who is into all those adjacent bands, 
I surprised, well, it surprised me. Well, it didn't surprise me because he has impeccable taste. When he was like, nope, I absolutely don't get it as well. You know, there's there's probably some tattoo parlor where this is on <laughs> repetition, where, where people are getting their old stupid tattoos covered up in, in like, uh, black know, work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's. Oh my God. And some, some very good friends of mine absolutely love that band. And I'm sorry, guys. I do not like it. I do not. <laughs> it does not speak to me. Oh, my goodness. It's like that, that, that video of Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just the freestyle of the guys. I don't like, think nah. the fact that you're going to know that video. <laughs> I'm, I'm not aware of it, no. no. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly tries to rap in front of a famous... I can't remember who the host is, but it's like an actual rapper. Okay. And like he's really trying to impress this guy, and at the end he finishes, and the guy is just like, "Yeah, I'm not. I don't really. I'm not about that." Like, he says, "I'm not feeling that." I'm man. not feeling that man. And Machine Gun Cody looks like he's been like shamed by his dad. <laughs> it's like a really sad like instance of it's a real partridge moment. There's not enough honesty though in the scene though, really. Is I mean, there's everyone's got a few bands that are big that you just don't get right. Oh it's, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> There's, I, to to some extent, I don't like criticizing other bands um, because, well, it's, it's, I'd rather say something positive. Positive, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, when I did write for Terrorizer, the the reviews when I got the new issue, there were these two writers. It was James uh, Hinchliffe and Daniel Lukes, and I was. If I saw their name and a low score, I would make a beeline for that review. <laughs> so I, I would know that it was it was hilarious and and usually insightful as well. It wasn't just panning of the thing; they were kind of quite deftly justifying what what they said. So at least if there's some entertainment value to 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 sort of panning a certain band or uh, slaughtering one of the contemporary sacred cows then but <laughs> i reckon with them in right speaking of which um what must have happened is that they played at uh, roadburn and everyone was so stoned they didn't <laughs> they didn't remember actually seeing them and the next day they were like oh yeah did you see them oh yeah, yeah really good. <laughs> and that was it their career was made that was it <laughs> It's amazing. So basically, if you want people to really like your band, you've got to get them really high when they're watching your shows. Oh yeah, mind blown. Just like give them, give them some sort incense. of incense. Yeah, incense. Yeah. yeah. Give them incense through that, like that bar you'd go for. The hand would come up through the flap yes. in the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. Let's revive the scene, guys. Speaking of the whole Church of Rathen, did you watch uh, Weech do the um, Art Tangent? No, I didn't. Uh, no. no, it was quite good. I enjoyed them. Yeah? It's about the same scene, yeah. I think we're in here with them. No. Unfortunately. No one can say their name. Everyone says it differently. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. No. Uh, I would go for a hard G. Yeah. We, we good dude? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard someone call them Weigadud. Or we, we good we, I don't. I don't even. I'm not going to try. <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on Nathaniel it's been so such a pleasure to have you uh, an honour to be on this uh, podcast and thank you for having me and uh, for the uh, Jungian card reading you're welcome it was a pleasure no no thank you very much for coming on <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry, I was uh, disassociating a little bit there towards the end. Well, feel free to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this casserole of an interview. Or to send us hate mail if you are absolute diehard fan of Amon Ra. <laughs> we welcome it. We thrive on hate. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs>